is finally over. Ferociously entertaining, a dazzling escape. It's the My Michelle Live podcast. My, my, My Michelle Live. It is My Michelle Live, and we are looking today in our entertainment review at news and reviews of the week with the one and only, and very ultimately, in fact, eternally cool, Adam Holmes. This is Adam Holmes. It's good to have you, Adam. Happy weekend. Uh, Great to be on. Happy weekend to you too, Michelle. Shall we get into some entertainment news before we look at some of the new films and things that are out? Let's do it. Entertainment news. Yes, thank you, big voice guys. As things get are often weird coming out of Hollywood, (laughs) can we just say? There's there's some bright points, and it is an ever- continuing struggle to reveal to Hollywood that there are people who really want wholesome entertainment. They do not want to be indoctrinated or, or have certain segments of society overrepresented, can I say? And this is one of the issues that has come out after Christmas that the Great American Family Network has now closed out 2022 as the fastest growing network on cable TV. Wow. It's a great story. And obviously, Candace Cameron Barrett, she didn't get in hot water, but she certainly, I think, ruffled some feathers when she said, look, I want to go somewhere where I can talk about my faith and where we can value the traditional family. And of Mm -hmm. course, she didn't walk it back. And I appreciate that she didn't. What she did say is, I can say that I care about these things because of my faith. And it doesn't mean that I don't care about other people. And haven't you um, and I really, said that? And we both have yeah. said, you know what, yeah. whatever you identify as, whatever you decide to marry, how, what you do in your bedroom, I really don't care about, but whoever you are, you're welcome at my table. You're welcome yeah. in my home. You're welcome in my heart. You're welcome in my church, but yeah. you do not get to dictate to me how the Bible presents itself and that what God says the best kind of relationship is. And in fact, we see it way out. Recently, there was just a report, the study that was released that the half Happiest people are people in places where, of course, there's best the best economics, there's economic opportunity, mm-hmm. lower crime. But another factor was traditional marriage. If they were married and in a traditional marriage, these areas happen to be the happiest people. It is just how it works out. You do you, but don't tell me how to do me or how I should feel. Yeah. Just saying. So big story saying. there. Yep. And I think that the fact that it's growing indicates that there is an audience of people who are frustrated agendas. We'll put it that way. Yeah. And we saw in Great American Family, is there an agenda? Maybe a slight faith agenda, but I think a lot of their productions are more faith adjacent than faith forward. And I appreciate that as well, because sometimes I don't want to be preached to. I just want to watch a movie. (laughs) No, I want to just watch a silly romance movie and I don't want to have to swallow somebody's over-the-top indoctrination. Something else that I'll be talking about more in the sports realm, but I was really wanting to bring up here that there was a big issue during one of the NFL games on Monday Night Football where a player was... um, 
taken off the field. He had collapsed, and for almost nine minutes, they were giving him CPR. Former NFL quarterback had been has been getting a lot of praise because as he was covering it, he decided he felt led to pray, and I wanted to play that on the air. Just watch for a moment. I've heard it all day, like thoughts and prayers, and you just heard Scherf and Jonathan Allen say, like, all we can do is pray for him, and it's just on my heart that I want to pray for it him. It is. DeMar Hamlin, right now, God, we come to you in these moments that we don't understand, that are hard, because we believe that you're God, and coming to you and praying to you has impact. We're sad, we're angry, and we want answers, but some things are unanswerable. We just want to pray, truly come to you, and pray for strength for DeMar, for healing for DeMar, for comfort for DeMar, to be with his family, to give them peace, If we didn't believe that prayer didn't work, we wouldn't ask this of you, God. I believe in prayer. We believe in prayer. We lift up DeMar Hamlin's name in your name. Amen. 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 Well done. I've heard it all day, like thoughts and prayers. Well done. It was not offensive. It didn't, and even specifying Jesus would have been great in my eyes, but maybe not appropriate for the network. That's not what he's paid to do. So I think he handled that. And he's gotten nothing but praise. I'm surprised. What is this white guy (laughs) praying? And it's been okay. Why? Because in moments like that, where this poor man collapses and is taken off the nine minutes of CPR, taken off the field, he's still in intensive care. He has awoken, by the way, and has spoken, not spoken, he cannot speak, but he's communicated through writing. And some of his first words were, did we win the game? In moments like these, just like in 9-11 many years ago, when the crap hits the fan, there's no atheists in the foxhole. I just want no, to bring, right. that would bring that up. That's right. I think that when we see tragedy happen live, firsthand, it forces us to confront, what do we believe? Where do we turn? Where's our hope? What do we do? And I can't imagine what it would have been like to be in the stadium. That. Yeah. Uh, TV was weird enough, but if you were actually there. Oh, we're going mean, to find out what it's like. Hoping today one of our correspondents for our sports will be on with us in the, a couple of hours. And we're going to, and he wrote an incredible article on it that we'll be talking about. Dell, did we? That's, yeah, I'm interested in what it would be like. But when you think about it gets serious, there's no atheist in a foxhole. And you think about it on this practical level, if you're not a person of faith, if you have a child that's sick and on the verge of death and conventional treatments aren't working, but someone says, you know what, we've had a lot of success with this, you're going to try it because you're like, you're desperate. I will try anything. I've often said if it meant that if someone said your child will live, all you have to do is dangle them from their ankles from the barn rafters and and tickle them with with eagle's feathers you'll do it i know that's a name but that's why i keep a box of eagle feathers handy i I think that's illegal but never mind that (laughs) really guys that's sometimes what it comes to with faith it's you know what i've tried everything else god if you're up there just show yourself to me and that's sometimes what it comes to and some of us some of us have pretty thick heads, right? And we actually have to bash our heads against the proverbial wall for a long time before we wake up and realize, gee, my way is not working. 
my resources are not sufficient. I need help. I had a moment like that. I won't go into details, but I, uh, I had a moment of awakening where you're like, this is not where I want to be. We see that in the story of the prodigal son in scripture. Slop's not so tasty. Slop is not where I want to be. And there are lots of different things that pig slop can look like depending on your background and personality. But when you have those moments of awakening, yeah, I need something bigger than me. And even though I've maybe run away from Jesus in the past, I think he's the answer. That was what I came to in college. I like it. I came to that after living a life of sin and debauchery at the age of five. But for me, it was younger, but somewhere along the line. And even as an adult, you come to that place where you question, you wonder, but God makes sense. sense. And you say that jokingly, sin and debauchery at the age of five. (laughs) Let me just say, if you you know those little cherubs are capable of wicked things. I watched my about two and a half to three-year-old daughter shove her baby sister down the stairs when she thought nobody was looking. And I'm like, you know what? Anybody who thinks that we're basically good... (laughs) Has it met your daughter? Has not met my daughter. Sorry, honey. (laughs) Sorry, Hannah. Sorry. They haven't had children. I've seen my children do things. I'm like, that was just straight up evil. And I (laughs) I lost my stuff as a parent Uh, in that moment, too. Yeah, yeah. it's true. It's um, true. I'm with you. So anyway, just as an aside, we're all in need of redemption because we all make sometimes merely bad but sometimes selfish to the point of something much worse choices, right? It's food for thought. It's food for thought. Let's get into some movie reviews. Now, recently I watched the series, and this is maybe not new, but fairly new, Wednesday. And that's a mixed bag with some weird spiritualism and some (laughs) macabre humor, but I did enjoy it. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. That's my true Adam confession. I think there is a lot of occult spirituality there. And I think if you choose to watch it and you're coming from a faith perspective, be prepared to have a conversation about it. And I got sucked in because my 14-year-old daughter was several episodes in before I even knew that she knew what it was. And and that would have been within my rights as a parent. But I said, I know this show because we had reviewed it has some issues. Let's watch it together and talk through them. And I think the appeal of the show is that Wednesday Adams, who's played by Jenna Ortega, she's fierce, right? And she's pretty fearless and she's pretty flat emotionally. She learns to have emotions a little bit by the end of the show and just a teensy bit. But in some ways she has this sort of quiet courage or tenacity that I think we all long for. And it's like, it's not hard for me to see why this thing shot to like Stranger Things level of popularity seemingly overnight. Characters are interesting. 
it's a Tim Burton show, but I think it's my favorite thing that he's done. You know what? I was going to say the same thing. I was, I realized it was Tim Burton. I'm like, oh man, I don't right. know. Uh, yeah. I think it's the best thing that he's put out. And I think it's because there are values there. Um, Wednesday, you can love her as she is. You look at her and she's this shinless, removed from society, emo girl. But yet you watch how kindness and love humanize her. And some of those things are very endearing in that. As we've often said, and you can think about this as you make decisions for your family, sometimes when you see some of the things that you disagree with or you find spiritually troubling or emotionally troubling or violence or language, when you you have the weight and balance, and when you have that, and then you have the redemption factor, it, it evens out. And then it makes it okay, because then you're seeing a redemption, you're seeing the good, you're seeing a change. You don't always appreciate the change, like you were talking about my my life of sin and degradation and and all of this. When you have the redemption factor, it makes that story of redemption oh so freaking amazing because you realize what you've been saved from. There you go. The other thing that I appreciate about it is that her character is independent to a fault. Like her strength is so strong that it actually becomes a character weakness. Like she doesn't want to depend on anybody. She doesn't really want to trust anybody. And you get the sense by the end that maybe that part of her character has begun to crack in a good way that she recognizes that she can't quite do it all. And that she cares. She really cares about people. Yeah. I think, The funny thing is she has a friend, her roommate, who tries to hug her at one point. And let's just say Wednesday's not a hugger, which (laughs) I think is what the character actually says. She says, yeah, oh, you're right. Not a hugger. And they survive this horrible thing and and they hug at the end. And you see her melting just a little bit. And it's very long character development. A very long caring we're yeah. okay to hug. I love that a redemptive quality with her relationship with her mother in particular. Yep. They're at odds. And Wait, what's her name? Catherine Veda Jones. That's it. Yeah. Yes. That, just amazing. I'm wondering if you can fill me in on this show, if it has the same kind of redeeming value, because to me it looked a little odd. Megan, let's look at that. That sounds like fun. Great job. It's nice to have a friend. It's, it's honestly like she's part of the family now. It's this uh, building emotional life-size that doll. Too hard to untangle. Right. She's the happiest she's been since her parents sure. died. Eat the toppings, Katie. Research shows if you force a child to eat vegetables, they'll be less likely to choose those foods as adults. Is that? Yes. Experts say. Megan, turn off. Oh, Megan's not happy about that. I thought that. we were having a conversation. She's not creepy at all, is she? <laughs> Does she talk? Make oh, her say something. Stop! Don't! Oh, I'm in deep trouble. You should probably run. We'll leave it at that. Megan becomes a psychopathic killer doll. And I'm wondering, okay, what say you? <laughs> Anything redeeming so, about this? Yeah, there is actually. This is an interesting film. And it's one that it's it's got a kind of almost Bride of Chucky feel to it. Yeah. You just watch this trailer. And there are issues, obviously. 
But Megan is, oh, creepy dance. If I did that, I would have to go to the chiropractor every day for a week. Played by a real actress, by the way, with a little what? CGI face thing. Sorry, I'm distracted by the trailer. Obviously, you get a sense of how violent this thing is. This is a violent PG-13 movie. Megan is an android. And Megan, let me back up. The other little girl who she plays with, her name is Katie. Katie has lost her parents in a car accident. And her mom is named Gemma. And Gemma... It's not a bad person, but she's a lousy foster parent. Gemma works at a toy factory and or a toy manufacturer. She's a robotics engineer. And so this girl, Megan, which is an acronym for a long thing. Mechanical is her something, whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't have it up right in front of me. But Megan really bonds with Katie in a kind of amazing way, helps her learn lessons, and we see is overprotective to a fault. And that's where things go off the rails. I've been that, that parent. You've wanted to tear bullies limb from limb. <laughs> so it does have a cautionary tale kind of vibe. And I think that the overarching theme here is when we let technology parent our kids, we may end up in places we didn't expect. So there is a kind of meta message going on. This one's getting quite a bit of viral traction. Mainstream critics are liking it. I think it's going to be a sleeper hit. Okay. It's got a lot of violence. And so you see it in the trailer. That's There's more where that came from. But it's not just a throwaway horror movie. It really is a movie that there's a deeper subtext here that I think this is the kind of movie if you have 15, 16, 17-year-old teens, boys or girls, who are into the who are in that phase. I went through my teen horror phase. You could go watch this movie and have a conversation with them about technology afterwards. That might be an interesting conversation. All right. Let's take a look at another film, uh, another Tom Hanks. He's never going away. He plays no. this curmudgeon old guy, man called Otto. No, you'd let that dog whiz on my walkway again. He has no idea who's doing that. What's one of you? Break, break, the car is stopped. I almost hit the car. It's all right. It's a hybrid. <laughs> it's all right. It's a hybrid. <laughs> that was funny. Let's talk about it. So this is based on a Swedish novel and film. The novel was written in 2012. The original Swedish movie Huh? A man called Ove is from 2015. And Tom Hanks plays Otto. And this is Tom Hanks, maybe like you haven't ever seen him before. He tends to play these everyman characters that you, you relate to, that are kind and friendly. Mr. Rogers, for yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. Or Forrest Gump. It's a long list, right? That's most of the characters that he has played. Otto is not that. Otto has lost his wife. Otto is a mess. And Otto is deeply angry at the world. He's bitter. Fairly early in the film, he's trying to commit suicide and he gets interrupted. And he has, I think, three or four more suicide attempts throughout the movie. And obviously it's a dark comedy, but suicide's not a laughing matter. And we see how this couple that moves in next door to him really has a redemptive influence on his life and helps mm -hmm. him to move toward a place of hopefulness and to let go of that continual impulse to end his own life. So this is a movie that's actually pretty heavy. It's pretty funny. I think if I had someone who I knew was wrestling with suicidal ideation, 
this is not the movie for them. Okay. Probably. Or maybe it is. Maybe I mean, it maybe is, it but is. maybe for people who know people like that, but exactly. it can be a reminder. I think, I wish I could remember the movie that we reviewed, I want to say maybe a year or two ago, two years ago. It was um, dealing with schizophrenia. And a kid with schizophrenia, and I'm sorry, I don't remember yeah. it. And if I, if you remember, bring it on. It was, I'm there was so much humor in it and it was so yeah. well done and people were a little uncomfortable. How could you make fun of, no, what it really did is it humanized right. a true mental health issue and it helps maybe even educate. And that's part of the beauty of what entertainment can do. It can help educate yeah. and it can help enlighten if it stays on the information side and away from the preachiness. Yeah, that's right. And I think as it relates to our families, our kids, our grandkids, maybe we have nieces or nephews around, or maybe you're in a church and you've got good relationships with kids in a youth group, it's really important to know them and to know what might be a redemptive story that opens up a path to conversation, or on the flip side, what might be exposure to idea or images, ideas or images that for whatever reason, push them in the wrong direction yeah. and are hard for them to process or plant seeds that we don't want planted. And it it's an inexact science, right? Yeah. As a I parent, think it was the Netflix, the Netflix series that documented a girl after she had already committed yeah. suicide. Surging reasons. That was, Surging reasons that was maybe yeah. an example of opening ideas that just weren't so cool. Yeah. The, anything else on the horizon that we can look forward to? We can probably go see Avatar again. Yeah, that's, that is really zooming, dude. Not want, it's past a billion and a half. We're in that neck of the woods where it's pretty thin. There's not that much coming in the next few weeks. I'm just even just looking over the list. We've got a new Left Behind movie that comes January 26th. Kevin Sorbo and Neil McDonough are now, in it. Is that is that revisiting Left Behind or is it picking up where the last one's was cage and all of that left off? My honest answer is I don't know. Okay, I haven't I'll seen take it an yet. honest I answer. Think a, I think it's a re- imagining of it i think i don't i don't think it's yeah i think it's a reboot and it's kind uh, of okay. i will find out that's kind of okay out. with me, Adam, because we do have some Jesus films on the horizon. Now, the yes. Left Behind series, I think, is really going to be an interesting one, uh, revisiting the biblical prediction of a rapture or a bunch of people being taken away. I think there's going to be critics that are going to say, now, wait a minute, this is a copycat of Infinity, the Infinity Wars with the Marvel Universe. Right. But maybe they got the idea from something that right. the Bible was talking about long, long ago. And if this is something that is in our future and maybe even near future, it may plant seeds for people that, wow, this, I remember watching these kind of movies when I was a kid they were movies the that 70s, were made back in the, in the 70s that even scared the bejesus <laughs> out of me oh my god that was creepy and they were so poorly made and poorly no, acted and all so of it. scary but yeah it scared the heck out of me and then there is Jesus Revolution which yep. oh my gosh Kelsey Grammer is in it yep. the gentleman that plays Jesus in the yep. And the chosen. The chosen. Yeah. This that movie I we've both seen. It is just yeah. 
Oh my gosh, yeah, it's so well done. I can't wait to talk about it. It's so well done. And I think Chronicle, my favorite thing about it, and we'll talk more about it when it comes out. I can't say very much, Yeah. but I think that I can say it's set in the, the early 70s amid the counterculture and you have people who are looking for something. They're looking for truth. And what and I can see, say that doesn't violate the embargo is that yeah. I had sisters that grew up in the just at the tail end. I'm the way yep. youngest. So I had sisters that grew up in the tail end of the Jesus freak movement. What was that all about? It was a real thing in America. Yep. So there you go. Yeah, we'll talk about it more in a few weeks. Yes, we will. And I'm looking forward to it. There's also the most reluctant convert that is. Yeah, it's more of strange documentary uh, film, live action docu film, but it's done. It may be, it's a little slow, so it's not necessarily action filled, but it is well done. It has taken audiences by storm as well. And it's it's the storytelling of C.S. Lewis and how he came to faith. Yep. So a few things to look forward to. And I think we've got some other face stuff coming as we get closer to Easter. Of course. As well. Oh, did you hear um, the rumors of Mel Gibson and yeah. the resurrection of, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's a rumor. I think that they're starting to film sometime in mid 2023. I guess that's this now, year. He huh? is a mixed bag, but I'll tell you the passion of the Christ was an amazing film. I can, I've only seen it once because I can't take it. enough for me. Yeah. Kind of like Schindler's List. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great story. Don't want to see, you know, it's not a sit down and watch three or four yeah. times. And I'm looking forward to the resurrection. Let's see what comes of that. Yeah. And obviously the chosen continues to put new episodes out right now for season three. They've got a new episode out. I think episodes come out on Friday or Saturday. And you can look at the Chosen app to get more information about that. I like it. All right. Some things to look forward to. And I always look forward to hanging out with my buddy, Adam Holtz. You can find as you're watching, if you are viewing, and if you aren't, go to My Michelle Live. You can find places that you can view this. He comes from the Plugged In universe, where they can get you plugged into movies, music, TV, games, books, YouTube channels, and anything pop culture. They are on top of it if your kids are watching it adam's had to deal with it with his family so he's got your back my friend he's got your back god bless you god bless you we'll catch you next time thank you so more entertainment at mymichellelive.com